greeting all in the name of Jesus and I welcome you back to Climbing Stayway with Herod Podcast. This is a new week. Uh, okay, actually it's, like, it's the end of the week. Yeah, it's the end of the week and uh, it's a new episode. Remember last time we kind of had some, I don't know how to call it, but things that didn't go as planned. As I, as I said there, because I was actually looking forward to do the second episode, but I had to share something with you, of which I did, because I had, uh, like, I felt that I had to, because I, told, I was told to, and his will prevailed, and I'm glad that this actually happened, and I'm glad that I was able to pass that message. I don't know how many people have went through it. I don't know if, as you're listening to this one, you've went to that one. If you, if you haven't yet, if you haven't listened to it yet, I suggest that you do. Yeah, so I welcome you back, and I believe that you are good, you are well, you are healthy, you know, you are blessed, you are safe. So yeah, it's really so great to have you back. So yeah, remember it's our first season where I say we are going back to God. Already we have our first our first episode, which was called a call to repentance. So now we are here on the second episode, which I call it or which I title it, "Where are you standing?" Yeah, this one is a question. It's a question that says, "Where are you standing?" First of all, I would like to just share just a short thing before I get to today's to today's uh, business to today's episode, you know, because uh, yeah, I will try not to take so long, you know. So, but I will just I feel like I have to share this with you. So, uh, I think a couple of years ago, if not three years, I had a dream, you know. But this it was before God actually gave me a blow like a blow he gave me a blow here i think that's the story for another day i will tell you about it so before he gave me that blow that's when i began having visions and dreams i will tell you about it but this one it was before i had that blow but i had this dream it was the only dream i had and i felt that it was from god before i now began to have dreams like many dreams after i had that blow from god so what happened is on the dream I was in the pastures, you know, in the livestock, livestock pastures. So it was like it was the time to go home and I was collecting the, the flock, you know, the, the sheep. So in that process, I, okay, in that process, then there was one lamb, a, a young sheep, which is, maybe it was because, yeah, I, I grew up looking after my grandfather's livestock. So I think it was about, uh, maybe one year one year or six months old you know it was like it, it was a sheep but yeah a, a, a young sheep a small sheep yeah so so yeah so uh, it, it began to move the other direction because there were two two group of flock you know they, they were the ones which i had to go with you know then there are the others who were going the other direction so this one went with those ones it began to go to those ones and i was aware that it was actually getting lost and then i began chasing after it then when i got there i i like i, I just took it I, I i i lifted it up because and i started to to feel compassion for it i started to feel love for it and when i looked at it on, on, on its on its nose it had mucus it has new it had mucus you know how a ship can be dirty on the nose it can it had that drain mucus and stuff
stuff and it was so dirty. And then I began kissing it. Despite those nukas and things, I kissed it on it because I felt love for it. Then I took it back to the other flock. Then when I then I woke up because before I went to sleep I, I was like I had a, a very heavy headache which led me to sleep. Then I had that dream. And then when I woke up, then when I started to, to when I started to think about this dream, then God began to speak and told me. Actually he began to interpret the dream. That's what he does does to me. If he speaks through a dream, when I wake up immediately, he will give me the interpretation and what he meant by the dream. Then he told me that there are people who are not aware. Okay, actually, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Actually, I'm being called. The ones that I'm called for, they are lost and they are not aware that they are lost. Because they are flock. Mm -hmm. How do I put this? How do I put this? It's like they are not they don't just get lost because maybe they just wander alone. They move from the flock moving to the other, thinking that the other flock is the one that is going the, the, the right direction. The, the, the ones that I'm called for are not clean people. The ones I'm called for are not perfect people. The ones that I'm called for are the ones that are struggling with sin. They, they are the ones who, who find it hard to stay away from sin. They are the ones who are not even aware that they actually lost the ones that I'm called for. So I don't know if, if you just think about this and maybe you start maybe to think about yourself where are you actually standing? Are you the person who who's struggling with sin? every time you repent and you go back to it again I don't know but the ones that I'm called for are not perfect people the ones that I'm called for are not clean people but though they are not perfect though they are not clean God told me I have to love them I have to treat them I have to, to bring back to him I have to bring them back to him with nothing but love I don't have to judge them. I have to love them until they turn to him. I have to love them and show them the right way to go back to God. Because though that lamb, though that sheep had mucus so dirty, I felt compassion for it. I felt love for it. Then when I woke up, said God, God said, the ones that I've called you for are not perfect are not clean, but I want you to love them. Bring bring them back to me with nothing but love. I feel like I could expand on this, but I'm not because I want to hit on today's episode because now I, I feel like we, we're running out of time, you know. So, today's episode, remember I told you that it's, it's called Where Are You Standing? If you will think of it, you will remember when God, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 or 10, we see God looking for Adam. He says to him, where are you? Where are you? Trust me, trust me. I, I believe, I, I, 
just feel it and I believe it that when God asked Adam, where are you? He didn't mean his geographic area because nobody can hide from God. God can see you wherever you are. Okay, let me show you this. In the book of Psalm, in the book of Psalm 94, verse 7 to 11, this is what David says. He says, the Lord is not looking. Yeah, he is. Okay, let me just read it. The Lord is not looking, they say. And besides, the God of Israel don't care. Think again, you fools. When will you finally catch on? He asks. Is he deaf, the one who made your ears? Is he blind, the one who formed your eyes? That's those are questions. He punishes the nations. Won't he punish you? He knows everything. Doesn't he also know what you are doing? It's a question. The Lord knows people's thoughts. He knows they are worthless. Let me quote another scripture again for you to show you that God wasn't, wasn't actually referring to, to Adam's geographical area because God can see. If he knows the thoughts, the moment you think of going to, to that particular place to hide, already he knows where you're, where you're going. So let me also quote this other scripture to show that God was actually not asking about Adam's geographical area. Hear this out. Psalm 139, verse 11 to 12, it says, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night but even in darkness I cannot hide from you this is David saying this to you the night shines as bright as day darkness and light are the same to you so we see that to God we can hide so when God come to you and ask you where are you Remember, we're asking on this episode, we're saying, where are you standing? And God is asking Adam, where are you? Then Adam, God actually, what God was asking Adam is that, I, you know not where I left you. Because now I find you hiding from me when I left you. You didn't have fear. You didn't have to be afraid of me. Because you were standing on the right place. You were right with me as your creator. But now, where are you? Why are you running? When I left you, you couldn't see or realize that you were naked. But now, where are you? Where are you standing that you now you can see that you're naked? Where are you if God were to ask you? Where are you that now you feel you're guilty of going before God? Where are you? Where are you standing? If God were to ask you, why are you, why are you afraid of coming before him and praying and begging to, to forgive your sins? Where are you standing? Are you where God expects you to be? When he asks you where you are, he doesn't, he's not referring to, your, to, to, to the geographical area. He knows where you are. But the problem is you're not where God left you. You're not where God expects you to be. You have, you have, you've indulged into sin. 
And now you're guilty and you are aware that you are, you are guilty. As Adam is now even aware that he is now naked, he's beginning to, to run away when he, he hears God coming. For the first time, Adam now is running. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? If God were to ask you, where, where are you now? Will you tell him that you, you are guilty? And you are afraid of him? Why are you guilty? They think this is something that you did. And you say, the woman you gave me, gave me a fruit. God said, did you eat from the tree I told you not to? Then he says, Mama saya lavas yad, mikiani limas sukaya bate. Listen, oh my mama saya. He said, did you eat from the tree I told you not to eat from? Then his answer is not yes I did, but he says, the woman you gave me. It is because of the, the woman you gave me that I've eaten. God will come to you and says, did you commit sin? Did you commit adultery? Did you testify falsely? Did you steal? Did you? Did you indulge in sin? And you will start saying, no, I was tempted by the devil. People hear the sound. Look, where are you standing? Check around, check your surroundings, check, check, introspect yourself. Where are you standing? If God were to ask you today, will you be innocent before Him? Or will you be afraid? Will you feel guilty before Him? For He asks, where are you standing? If we are to ask where I'm standing as it did to Adam, where are you? So introspect yourself. Check your surroundings. Now, where are you standing? 
Do you keep on to, to sin deliberately? Because you've heard that God can forgive sins? Because you've heard that Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, your sins can be forgiven? Doesn't work like that. You don't have to commit sins deliberately. But remember, I am called for a specific kind. So I'm not here to judge anyone. I understand it. I've been there. God made me to go through some things that I that I knew that it was not because I really had to go them to go through them, but I had to because there are people who will be going through them who I will have to help and bring them to God. God made me understand that some of the things that I'm going through, no matter how painful they are, no matter how difficult they are. Because there are people that I'm going to be coming for. The stubborn one. Mama, The stubborn one. Because I remember seeking for God. Seeking for Him. Feeling like I can't find Him. And asking God, I, I remember saying to God, But God, why is it that it is so easy? For those people that you go to them, because you will hear that maybe someone will say, I was a robber, I was a drunkard, I was this and this, and then God did this, God saved me and everything. And then you find them now, they are great preachers, great whatever, you know, you know those, those stories. But with me, because now I decided to go and seek for you. I was like, God, why is it hard for me to come and seek for you? Why is it hard for me to find you? Is it because I am coming to seek for you? Why is it easy for those you go to and, they, and their faith is not tested? Their belief is perfect. Why? Why is it so difficult for me? Because I'm willing. I'm coming to you. I'm seeking for you as your Bible says that we should seek for you. Now I'm seeking. But it took time. Then I began to understand and God said, told me, you're going to be dealing with the most stubborn people. Then I will have to train you. I will have to make you go through this. So I've, I'm called for a specific kind. As Jesus said, when they saw him with tax collectors and sinners in the book of Luke chapter 5, Jesus says, oh, in the book of, chapter, of Luke chapter 5, verse 32, he says, Jesus says, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, you know, those who think, meaning they may not be really righteous, they might think they are. You see, so he says, I have not come to call those who think that they are righteous. But those who know they are sinners and need to repent. He says, I have not come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. You see, even Jesus was called for a specific kind. He came for a specific kind, which is the all the, the which is the all which is all those who think that they are sinners and they need to repent. 
So if you know yourself very well that you are a sinner, you're struggling with sin, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Most of us, we've all gone through that. So you just have to know that Jesus came for that kind. And he conquered death. He conquered the sin. So your sin can be forgiven. If you can just go before him, just humble yourself and pray to him and ask for him to forgive your sins. So, when you have repented, remember last, our first episode was a call to repentance. So, I believe that you, you really did go before God and ask Him to forgive your sins. You've confessed your sins to Him. Actually, there's something I want to check here. Which, which shows the importance of confessing your sins before God. So I'm going to check it out very quick. I'm going to check it out very quick. Come on, come on. Okay, yeah, here it is. It is in the book of Psalm, chapter 66, verse 18. It says, if I had not confessed, like this, he says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. Yeah, he says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. So we hear this. God may not may not even listen to you to prayers when you pretend as if you know you don't have a sin when you go to him wherever you please when you go to him because you are going through difficult times when you go when you only remember to pray when you're going when things are not going well in your life and when even when you get there you you, you just ask god to help you with whatsoever that it is it is not about god helping us it is not about god rescuing us out of, of all the situations we found ourselves in but it is about us living a righteous life. It is about us living a life of integrity. It is about us living a good life, living for God, not God living for us, us living for Him. So, so, so David says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. So I hope you did confess yours to him. You don't have to confess them to me or to anybody because people may be judgmental sometimes, if not always. But to him, he, he will never. Yes, he is the judge. He is the judge of all times and he, he is going to judge people. He's also going to judge you based on whatever that you did. So the rather go to him now while there is still time. I always emphasize on this now while there is still time because a time will come where you will not be able to go before him. He says, tear your hearts now. Yes, in the book of Joel chapter 2, verse 12 to 13, he says, 
tear your hearts, come back to me. Tear your hearts for me. Don't tear your clothes. I need you. Come back to me while there's still time. So just go before God. Humble yourself. Confess all your sins. And let him forgive you. And remember, the book of Matthew tells us that now if after you've repented and you've done all that, he says now, the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 18, this is Jesus says, he says, prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. So now, the way you live should tell that you've repented of your sin. Now you stay away from sin. Now you take, you give your life to Christ. You give up your life to Christ. Now you don't live to, to impress yourself. You, you no longer live for yourself, but you live for God. Now because he came and rescued you of the heavy burden which made you weary, of the heavy burden which was so difficult to bear, he says, I will take it. I will Because now he has rescued you of it. And he says, I will give you mine, which is easy, which is an easy burden to carry. The one of holding on to righteousness, the one of staying away from sin. He says, so now it is the time to hold on to that and live for him. For you're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven if you don't give up your life for him. If you don't live a righteous life, you have to be told this, you have to know it. You have to go to and continue to sin by choice, knowing at least you have to be, to be rebellious being told that you can still be saved if you can just go before God, confess your sins. And he will forgive you and accept you back. If you try to hang 
on to the life or if you sorry about that if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it he says he says if, if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it because they, remember I also said that you have to live for him or you're not living for yourself anymore because if you try to hang on to your life because it is your life that will make you lose it it is the it is that life of yours that you want to live it is that life of yours you know trying to do everything as you please it is the one that will cost you your whole life listen so he says as it continues he says but if you give up your life for my sake you will save it how do you save it by giving up your life for who for his sake he then says and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? What do you benefit then? What is it that you benefit if you now gain the whole world? You can gain all the riches. You can gain all the respect of everyone in this world. You can gain everything. You can be praised by everybody. But now, he says, what do you gain? Getting all that and then lose your own soul for eternity. You're gonna, you, you would have lost it. Then he, 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 he ends this by saying, is anything worth more than your soul? If you can just think about it, is anything worth more than your soul? So do the right thing. Go to him. He loves you. He has, he has abundance of love. He's full of love. You know? He's compassionate. Filled with love. Slow to get angry. Many you can go before him and ask forgiveness. It's all up to us. It is all up to us. We've been told, even Jesus came here on earth. God had to come on earth. He is the one who's telling us this good news. So we have to choose. He says also in the book of Matthew, chapter 18. Just, I, don't, I don't know why I'm quoting all of the scriptures, but I, 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 I couldn't leave any of them. He says, Remember, it's Jesus saying this. He says in the book of Matthew 18, 3 to, of 3 to 4, he says, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sin and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You see, it says you will never. It's, it didn't say you might, you may not. But he said, you will never. So if you're not, then you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So he says, so anyone who becomes as humble as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So it is those who are like the little children, those who are humble, those who humble themselves, who are going to make it in the kingdom. 
So please do go before God and pray and, and seek for him and ask for him to forgive you your sins. Please just do for your own sake, for your soul's sake. Because the Lord is always there to help. Because also in the book of Psalm 145, verse 14, it says, The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. You see, I think it's, 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 it speaks more to the same verse or to the same words that were spoken by Jesus in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. That come to me all, you who are weary, who carry heavy burden. It says, yeah, the Lord helps the fallen. So if, if you fallen, he will come for you if you want, if you want his help. If you can just consider that he, he is all you need. So just come before God and he is ready to rescue you. So remember also, can I just conclude with this? The book of Proverbs tells us, book of Proverbs 11 verse 27, it says, if you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. So you don't have to, 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 to stress so much about it. If you, if you seek for it, if you look for it, evil will find you. If you seek for good, you will find favor. But if you seek for evil, it will find you. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it's going to go out there and find you. And it's going to find you so quick. Because it's out there looking and seeking. So, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've learned something here. And I hope you're going to start doing something. Actually, if it happens that you hear and maybe you have not accepted Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of your life, I want you to say this prayer after me. Just say it. Or you must have fallen and want to go back to God. Just say this prayer with me. Say just after me. It says, say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I believe that you are God and that you died on the cross and you rose three days later. You have power to deliver and you have power to save. Therefore save me, I pray. For I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was dead, but now I'm alive. You conquered death, and I'm on, the, I'm on the path coming back home to the Father. I receive your forgiveness, I and I receive a new life. I welcome you back to my life as the Lord and the Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So thank you very much for listening. I believe God is going to be doing great things in your life, given that you, are, you accept him and you just go before him, you humble yourself. I believe he also had your prayer. So 
So thank you so much for listening. This brings us to the end of our episode. Do meet us again next week, Friday, when we'll be coming up with a new episode. We'll be teaching on faith, on the importance of faith. Please do make sure that you come and that you don't miss it. And in case if you have not subscribed yet, you can support this channel by just subscribing. And you can also click on the notification bell so that you're notified whenever I post a new video. So thank you very much for listening. And may God bless you. Please have yourself a great weekend.